Good morning. It's Thursday, February 29th. Leap day. There are so many good deals today. Most of them are for fast food, but there are a lot. There's a free Cinnabon thing at Wendy's. Just go through the drive-thru and they're like, oh, we got an extra day. Free stuff. Very exciting. And now the news. There is so much news today. Let's start with Congress, where leaders of the House and Senate have struck a deal that will hopefully avoid a shutdown. And you are going to be shocked when I tell you that this is just another short-term funding extension. And that's how you want your country to be funded, just week by week. Literally, it would fund some government agencies until March 8th and the rest until March 22nd. The House will vote on it today. Some very sad news. Richard Lewis, a legendary comedian who also starred on HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, died of a heart attack on Tuesday night. He was 76. Texas's Smokehouse Creek fire has grown to more than 850,000 acres and, as of this recording, is only 3% contained. It is now the second largest fire in the state's history. Thousands of homes and businesses are without power with the state hoping that they can gain more ground today because of the expected light rain in the morning. However, those strong winds that have been pushing and making this fire just explode are expected to return over the weekend, though not as strong as they have been on Monday and Tuesday. In We See You Now and We'll See You in November news, Senate Republicans have blocked legislation that would protect access to IVF. Can you even. Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith is the one that blocked the bill, so we'll remember that when her term is up in 2026. We're a little busy trying not to um, re-elect a dictator, Cindy, but we'll come back to you in two years. Don't worry, we will not forget this one, bud. The bill she blocked would have established a federal right to IVF treatments, and um, she wouldn't even let it go to a vote. It wasn't she just was like, we, I think we'll pass on this one. I'm going to speak for the team. Immediately following the blocking, Republicans put out statements like Tedward Cruz, who said that he supports IVF and believes it to be, quote, entirely life-affirming. And Kansas's Senator Roger Marshall, a former obstetrician, really fixed his mouth to say, quote, we are the pro-family party, and there's nothing more pro-family than helping couples have a baby. The pro-family party? You are a doctor. Do you not know what words mean? None of those. That's not how you use the word pro. Can you imagine the delusion it takes to say that with a straight face? This is the second time that Democrats have tried to bring this to a vote and the second time that it has been blocked because these, uh, oh, we're so pro-family. These are lies. These are lies. They don't want this to come to a vote because they are too chicken to put their name against it because they know that this will cost them dearly when any of them are up for re-election. And we know that we will not forget what they have done. Our memories are short. I get that. There is so much news. There's so much news in this episode. There's so much news all the time. I understand that it's hard to remember this. But don't worry. I will remind you in two years when Cindy Hyde-Smith is back up for re-election, that she should not be able to keep her job, and she does not believe that IVF should be protected. And in news that my stepdad found, and is unfortunately related, on Tuesday a federal judge ruled that Texas's 2022 $1.7 
billion dollar funding bill was unconstitutionally passed because they used a COVID era rule that allowed lawmakers to vote by proxy instead of in person because there was um, COVID. So I had, I had to read this like five times because I couldn't really understand why, why are you looking at a 2022 funding bill? Um, and this is like a really weak reason. So you were fine with the bill. It wasn't a problem with the bill. It's just how it was voted on. And then I realized that what's actually happening here is Texas's attorney general and terrible human being, Ken Paxton, asked the U.S. district judge in Lubbock to look at this bill and block not the whole thing, but a provision of the bill. And what he asked to be blocked was the part that gave pregnant workers stronger legal protections. Doesn't really, he just, he just wants to ease up on protections for pregnant workers. Someone should make sure that Mr. Senator Pro-Life Party hears about this, because when he does, he will be like, Ken, do you want to go to dinner? We have a lot in common. The cruelty is the point. Hey, remember when we were all like, oh man, something called Odysseus is on the moon. It's up there. It's going to take pictures. This is amazing. Space is amazing. It's really big and kind of scary and a little overwhelming when you think of it, but it's also amazing. Um, well, Odysseus, which has been nicknamed Odie, which I find so charming, is going to take a little um, three-week nap, lucky, because it only has about 10 to 20 hours of power left. So they're going to tuck it in. That's their phrasing, which I thought was cheesy, and I've come around to thinking that, again, it's very charming. They're going to tuck it in and then try and wake it back up when the sun can hit the solar moon panel again. So, all right. Good night, Odie. But listen, I know the deal. I know why you really came here today. I got you covered. It's... Trump crime update time. There are so many things to cover, edition. Okay, let's start with a ruling in his New York civil money crimes case appeal. Trump wants to appeal his penalty that is gaining interest every minute, and he is, of course, obviously allowed to do that. Currently, his penalty is sitting at about $450 million because of that interest. To be granted an immediate appeal, which would hit pause on the interest and allow him to go forward, he would need to pull up the whole amount. He also had the option of putting up some or none of the fine and still filing an appeal. And on Wednesday, he attempted to put up $100 million as he filed his appeal. And um, listen, I don't mean to brag about how big my brain is, but 100? Yeah, it's less than 450. He said securing the whole amount was impossible because he would have to sell some buildings, to which had I been the judge, I would have been like, yeah, well, the buildings were part of the crime, so I actually don't think I care that much. He pled his case in front of a single appellate court judge who said there will be no pause while he appeals, which means the interest will continue to accrue. He's going to give it a try again next month with a five-judge panel. In the meantime, he is still on the hook for almost a half billion dollars, and the interest will continue to accrue. Tish James is expected to grant him a 30-day grace period, but when that expires on March 25th, she could, should she be so inclined, immediately begin to seize bank accounts and properties. It's pretty cool. So that's that case. What about the time that he literally did an insurrection because he was having big feelings about having lost the election? 
Well, after saying that as president, he should have complete immunity from literally everything and a lower court judge ruling that that's bonkers and embarrassing for him to even think about it. The judge said it professionally, not like that, but I'm sure they were thinking it. So he went ahead and asked the Supreme Court to pretty please let him get away with insurrections. And on Wednesday, the court said that they were willing to hear the case. And this one is a bummer and also surprising. I think most of us assumed that they would want to stay far away from it. But um, no, they're going to hear the case. Arguments will begin the week of April 22nd. And in the meantime, his federal election stealing crimes case that Coach Beard is headlining um, cannot continue until there is a ruling by the Supreme Court. So that's on pause. And I just I think that's going to do wonders for my anxiety. I think it's going to cure it right up. There is still no answer from the Supremes about Colorado removing Trump from the ballot. But in the meantime, Illinois has become the third state to leave him off their primary because of the time that he did an insurrection, with a Cook County Circuit judge agreeing with voters who brought the case and argued that Trump violated the 14th Amendment. And again, we'll see what happens when we finally get a Colorado ruling, but he did it. We saw and heard him tell people to go to the Capitol. Every single time I talk about this, I have to remind us of that because this this is what they're trying to do is like minimalize it, but we saw it happen. He did insurrection. And honestly, the fact that this party, which is so pro-life that they don't want kids to get free lunches, people to get IVF, or pregnant people to have workplace protections, so pro-police that officers died on January 6th, and so pro-justice that judges are getting bomb threats, that this party supports him. Actually, as I'm saying that, it's not that surprising, but I don't love it. And finally, Mitch McConnell. Bet you never thought I could have such joy in my voice when I'm saying his name, but that's because today is a very special day. Because Mitch McConnell, the architect of the absolute worst part of politics, the stealer of the Supreme Court, the keeper of Trump, he announced that he will be stepping down as speaker in January, and he intends to serve out the rest of his term, but will not seek re-election when his term is up. His term ends in 2027, so there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Is whatever's coming going to be worse? Yeah, probably, but I find that today the sun is a little brighter, the water a little crisper, the music a little louder, because he is, and I, I want to put this politely, I don't want to exaggerate, I just want to say what's in my heart, and in my heart, he is the worst, and I wish him nothing but a long, long life in which he sits, reflects, and regrets everything that is bad that he has brought upon this country, which is everything he's done. He has not done, he's done bad. Oh, gee, Kim, I think you're being a little harsh there. I'd argue I'm taking it easy. <laughs> I had more written down and thought, you know what? That's too far. <laughs> that was too mean. So I pulled it back. I'm being nice here. One day I'll never have to talk about him again. And that also will be very nice. You know what I think about every single time I think about Mitch McConnell, something I can't get out of my head. He was giving a speech at a college or something, and somebody brought up how he stole the Supreme Court seat from Obama. And they said, this was before Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. They said if something would happen and there was a seat available on the Supreme Court in the last couple months of Trump's term, would you wait? And he laughed and said no. And it's not even the no, it's the laugh that I can't get out of my head. Ugh. Bye. 
And that's it. That's the news. That felt good. I needed that. I think I, think I can stop going to therapy um, because I think that little diatribe on Mitch McConnell fixed me, you know? Uh, I'm proud of toast. It's also National Toast Day. And of course, it's Jerry Gergich's birthday. Happy birthday, Larry. But more than toast, because you've never, not once, cut the roof of my mouth. I'm proud of you. 